This episode of the Comets Podcast is brought to you by Combat Ops Arena. I'm going to keep saying it because they're the ones who make this thing happen. Laser tag, axe throwing, they have food and beverages, an arcade. Go see Dave, he's the owner, and please tell him that I would like for him to adopt me so I can just live at Combat Ops Arena. That's how awesome it is. So Combat Ops Arena on Lay Road and at CombatOpsArena.com. Okay, onward, upward, episode number four. Aloha, everyone. Trying to make this one a little bit more tropical since, you know, the weather's changing, it's getting cold, it's getting rainy, the leaves are falling. I now have to wear full pants because I'm always hot. I always have shorts on, but now I got to put those away. So uh, let's try and stay positive. Speaking of staying positive, season is not going the best right now. One in five. We had a tough weekend. I know things were disappointing on Friday at the Coliseum, but Saturday, the team played much better. Couldn't come away with the win, but that was a pretty good hockey team on Saturday in a hostile environment in Toledo. So the guys are working hard. They're going to get this figured out. And hopefully with the return of the guy we have on the podcast today is going to make a difference. Garrett Ladd, who was injured in the first game against Indianapolis. He had some time on his hands, so I, you know, talked him into coming into the office and uh, sitting down with me and having a little interview. And we talked about all sorts of things. As you know, if you've listened to the first three episodes, we don't always talk about hockey. And uh, Garrett Ladd, this is a, a pretty cool dude. He has got a good head on his shoulders. He has got things figured out beyond hockey, but he also had a fun story about how he got engaged. He got engaged on the top of a mountain. Also, he says uh, what his first thoughts were when he found out he was traded to Fort Wayne. And uh, we find out the correct way to frame a house because this guy is into construction. It was a great conversation, so here we go. Garrett Ladd, episode four of the Comets podcast. All right, this is Rowan. Okay. Uh, all right, in my preparation for this uh, for this interview, and I mean preparation, I mean a full ten minutes, so it wasn't a gob of research, but <laughs> I did find one picture of you with the most epic, gorgeous mullet I've ever seen in my life, and I'm really upset you didn't bring that to Fort Wayne with you. Yeah, I actually, uh, my hair was probably down past my chest about two months before I came here. Oh, my. Oh, see, that just upsets me because I'm a... Two years of uh, hair growth. (laughs) I made made David look bad. (laughs) See, I'm a mullet connoisseur. I grew up in the 80s and the early 90s, so it's like when I see a gorgeous thing like that, oh, that just takes me back to high school. Oh, yeah. It's awesome that that is still actually a thing. Mm Mm-hmm. So what was it like taking care of that? I always ask that. I just put it in a bun. Yeah. Did the man bun? Oh yeah. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. So so when you so how long were you growing it? Like two years, you said. Yeah, it was like two and a half years. Yeah. Give or take. So was it tough cutting that sucker off? Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) But it was nice because then when it was gone, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't have to put it in a bun. I don't have to have a, you know, a girl hair tie around my wrist any anymore. So yeah, it was all right. Now, Cody Soul had his hair cut. He grew his for quite a while. Yeah. And when he cut it last year, he actually had to get a different helmet. Yeah. Yeah, I had to shrink the helmet a little bit. 
a lot of hair up there. <laughs> that is great. Yeah. So you never like, did you have long hair like growing up, or was that just something you decided to do? Yeah, I like, used to uh, every two years, three years, I donate. Oh really? So it was just something that I did, and uh, kind of went with the hockey seasons too. So my little brother, he was he did he started it. He uh, donated a couple times, and then I was kind of like, you know what? Might as well join join this little thing and. Uh, I actually got my dad on it too. Yeah. So my dad's been growing it for two and a half years, and uh, he's gonna cut it when he retires. So we'll see when that happens. Is there a family picture with all the long hair? I Does can that find exist? one. Yeah, <laughs> there's definitely one. There's. I I bet you I have one. If if not, my mom has one. Oh, one see, we gotta get a hold of that one. I'll Just see the, if I can the, gather it for you. The mullet family. Would yeah. Be awesome. Yeah. It's it's. Uh, <laughs> That's just the way we do things, I guess. See, I, I've been so envious of guys who can grow. My hair grows out and not down. Right. And growing up, I was a huge metalhead. I still mm-hmm. am. So it's like I've always wanted like really long Metallica hair right. to pull it off, and I just can't do it. So I'm so envious of that. Yeah. Next time I grow it, I'll cut it and bring it to you. That'd be great. That's funny. <laughs> I can't believe you found that photo. Like I said, it takes a full 10 minutes, and that's, you know, that's all you need because right. I saw that photo, and like, all right, that's it because this whole thing is going to be about his hair. That's funny. <laughs> oh, so, uh, so you mentioned you got a fiancé. I do. So it seems like that's that's catching around the locker room. It seems like last year three or four guys got engaged, and now a couple of you guys are bringing fiancés to Fort Wayne. Yeah, we. Uh, it was September 19th. That's when I proposed we were on vacation in Banff, Alberta. And uh, we went on a, a long climb. It got up to like 10,000 feet. And we were above the clouds. And I was like, well, if there's a time and place to do this, I, I guess this is it. So was that the plan? Was that your plan to hike all that way or just? Uh, I mean, I knew it was going to happen during the yeah. vacation. Um, I had a couple ideas running through my head. But we got up there and it was kind of one of those settings. I was like, you know what, this is this is pretty cool. Like. <laughs> I would rather do it up here. You know, it was snowing too. Like yeah. It was September and there was eight inches of snow. That's how high we hiked. And uh, yeah, I just went for the plunge. We were right on the edge of a cliff. It was a long drop. <laughs> it was a really long drop. So uh, yeah, it was awesome. It was, you know, it was something that was special and it was cool to get that get that done with and get it done with there so but you had the wherewithal to have a ring with you did you have it with you or did you just yeah yeah i brought it um i was a little cautious you know (laughs) taking it through customs and stuff but uh yeah it all worked out there was one time that i i had to put my bag through the metal detector and the guy was kind of like i i need to check this and i just looked at him and she was ahead of me yeah i was like hey there's a ring in this just you know like and he's like okay that's fine and then the bag went through so it's kind of one of those things where oh, so the airport almost almost yeah. uh, blew the cover there yeah but it, it it all worked out she seemed shocked so that that's all that counts right and she you brought her to fort wayne yeah she yeah. she comes and goes um with her schedule she's a nurse at u of m and she's in the emergency department so she'll go like four days and then she'll have a you know a long three-day weekend or vice versa and then she just comes from ann arbor comes down stays and she gets a vacation and then she goes back to ann arbor so. and you guys all marry nurses too jason binkley his fiance's a nurse yeah too. i know that is weird because uh when when i signed here uh, or got traded here it was kind of like oh well there's other you know fiancés and girlfriends yeah. that are in the nursing you know programs yeah. and stuff and i was kind of like wow that's 
that's the first time I've been on a team where the wives or fiancés or girlfriends are, you know, involved yeah. in the nursing side. So it's cool. And uh, Fort Wayne, of course, the city of hospitals. So there's right, plenty yeah. to choose from if you ever decided to move here full time. Yeah, she's pretty set in uh, U of M, though. It's pretty prestigious where she got into the emergency department. So it was kind of one of those things where I felt bad kind of asking her to, you know, yeah. move from that because she worked really hard and she wants to go back to school. So it's uh it's working out we'll make it work it's not too far it's only two hours yeah. away. so so you're, you're from michigan yep so uh, you're not that far away where did you grow up in michigan fenton it's fenton. just north of ann arbor so you're not only a couple hours away so i right. assume you're gonna have a lot of family coming yep, in this year yeah my family's gonna be down here a lot which is nice i haven't had that opportunity in the last four and a half years so it'll be nice for them to you know be able to come down stay and watch more games and you know toledo's right down the road too kazoo as well so it's gonna work out well now you played in one of my favorite all-time cities and arena in Elmira. Oh, uh, no. uh, see, I tell that to people, and they, the exact same reaction. And it's yeah. a place that the arena itself is my favorite all-time arena. And I was very sad that Elmira is no longer in the league. But the first arena was one of my favorites because it was just the old-time barn, and that's what I loved about it. Kalamazoo is now a close second, but yeah. but Elmira will still always has a, a place in my heart. That's uh, old time hockey. <laughs> when I got to when I got traded to Elmira, I you you open your eyes up to a lot. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things where it, it 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 was bad that it happened, and I didn't really care to go there because of the rep that Elmira right. always had. But at the same time, it kind of opens your eyes up to everything else. Like I, you know, I I've been to other teams, and it's kind of like. Some guys are like, oh, this isn't that nice here. And I'm like, you guys, like, <laughs> this is this is good. Trust me. There's a, It could be a lot worse. There's a lot of other places that you wouldn't be happy. And that I, I have nothing against Elmira, but that was one of those ones where I really sat back and I, I, I was like, man, this isn't this isn't how I want it to be. You know what I mean? Right. So, but hey. It gave me an opportunity to keep playing. Uh, the coach was awesome there and, you know, it set me up later on. I got traded to Missouri, so I went from Elmira to Kansas City. So it was like a complete 180. Yeah. But, yeah. And you see so many guys who play three, four, five teams in a year. Yeah. And that's got to be obviously just, just hard all around. But at some point you got to say, wow, is this really worth it? Yeah, I uh, I personally didn't get to that point in my, you know, first season. Um especially when once I got traded from Elmira to Missouri. Um, it's kind of one of those things where coming from where I came from and only having four games after my college season, I kind of just had to, you know, take the punches for a year. I knew that I had to find a place where I could establish myself and someone would give me that opportunity. But, uh, yeah, I never got to the point where I was like, is it worth it? Because it was kind of like a new experience. You know, you're right. playing the pro life. Yeah, you might get traded, but you're getting put into a another situation where you go in and nobody knows who you are. Like, you know, it could turn into something great or, you know, you go and it doesn't turn into something and then you go find another place. It's kind of like the, the job world itself. Right. You're not going to land your favorite job right off the bat. 
you're going to have to bounce around a bit before you land that good job. Well, you've, you've bounced here to Fort Wayne, and we're, we're glad to have you. Now, you played in Tulsa the past couple of years, so yep. that's a big-time city. So that's a yeah. huge city, and then you get to come here to Fort Wayne, kind of uh, obviously closer to home, but still more of a, a homier kind of a feel. Yeah, Tulsa, uh, special place in my heart for Tulsa. It's, uh, it's obviously a big city. Uh, the arena is, I don't know if you Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's big it's, time. It's tough to beat yeah. that, that arena and the facility and, you know, the coaching staff and everybody. They, you know, they treated me really well. And they get, that was the team who gave me my opportunity to succeed. And I owe it to them. And, uh, you know, just one of those things. If Tulsa wasn't in Tulsa, <laughs> maybe I'd still be there. But <laughs> it's one of those things. It's part of the, it's part of the business. So, yeah, but, yeah Tulsa was – it's a big, big city. It's cool. Now, they're away jerseys last year. Were you a fan of the pinstripes? I was not. It's my favorite jersey. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I think my parents bought that jersey. Really? I'm pretty sure. I'd have to ask. But I, that was one of the jerseys that when I first got to the team, they showed me. And I was like, wow, that that's different. It looked like a, like a baseball it, jersey. Yeah, it yeah. like a baseball yeah. jersey. And it was sharp. I mean, it matched everything, and I thought it was cool. That's funny that you didn't like that. I, th- I think maybe it's because I call the game so high up, it almost was an optical illusion with the stripes and the numbers. Yeah. I so I think it kind of gave me a headache, I think, actually calling those games against you guys last year. They weren't nearly as bad as some of the other jerseys that we wore. I think we had a jersey auction every weekend, and some of the jerseys, <laughs> it was just absurd. I was like, what is this? How, I don't. I can't even tell you what it is. When, uh, that's the thing throughout the league, a lot of specialty jerseys. Mm-hmm. So does that get confusing to you guys when you get out on the ice and uh, you've got new jerseys like every month? Oh, and 100%. It... We played Cincinnati last year, and we did the Marvel, I yeah. think it was. So their jersey, I don't remember what Marvel they were, but the colors were exactly the same. We actually <laughs> went in after the first period, and we put our away jerseys on and kept the socks on. Yeah. Because we couldn't, we couldn't tell the difference. There's guys passing to the other team, like <laughs> straight two on one, and you know they hit someone else. It's like, oh, I thought that was our guy. It was bad. So uh, you're a college guy. Yep. Uh, so you went to University of Wisconsin Stevens Point. Yep. 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 And uh, you went somewhere else. Bemidji, Bemidji State. Yep, yep. Bemidji State. Yeah. It was in uh, northern Minnesota. So that's where I signed out of college, and then didn't work out after my sophomore year. So I had to part ways and. Went to Stevens Point with Kevin Gibson. He was a big advocate in getting me there. So I've known Kevin and Lucas Hafner for a really long time. So See, I, that's time another friends. thing that I, I love. You know, you don't really think about it, but you guys have crossed paths, you oh, know, yeah. not necessarily with the, you know, played on the same team, but you all, I mean, half the guys you probably are on this team, you cross paths with, you yeah. know, at some point yeah. before you were pro. Yeah. And I, I've known Garrett Ross for a long time, too. He actually played hockey with my little brother. And being from that Detroit area, you kind of you, – you know everybody. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a good group of guys here that, you know, it makes it easy for that transition. And, uh, I mean, yeah, like Kevin and Kevin and Lucas, they're – I mean, I've known them for so long. It's They're like family, so – cool yeah and, and I, i've said on the air it's like you know it's going to take some time for these guys to to get to know each other but really not because half mm-hmm. you guys really already know each other yeah yeah it's crazy it's i've never been part of a team like this honestly there's this is a special group and i think we're going to do a lot of good things this year oh that's everyone's going to be happy to hear that yeah yeah <laughs> 
So, so well, you were the the first casualty of the season. Uh, you yeah. took one uh, took one on the noggin there in Indianapolis. So uh, yeah. that's a badge of honor, the first one to go down. But hopefully, you're not going to be out very long. <laughs> no, that one. Uh, yeah, I don't think I've been hit that hard in pro hockey, to be honest. That was a. I think half of it was my fault. I kind of put myself yeah. in a vulnerable spot, but uh, yeah, that guy got me pretty good. That was a that was a nice hit. It was clean too. That was a bad part. So, still feeling a little bit of it. So, have you had a chance to get around Fort Wayne? Have you? A little bit. Have uh, yeah. Do you have a tour guide? Oh, uh, my phone. I, I've been touring <laughs> on my phone. But if you ask the guys, you know, where are the places to go? Where's the you know, where's the best place to eat? Do you? Uh, a few spots. I I try to like do the Yelp thing and get my yeah. own little spots and stuff like that. But this last week, we've just kind of you know driven downtown you know stopped yeah. at a few spots checked them out stuff like that just to kind of get you know the lay of the land and stuff but it doesn't seem i mean it seems pretty big spread out yes that's that's how i felt yeah traffic's a little obnoxious to be honest well that's that's the road construction is it uh it's uh it starts march april the, the orange cones come out doesn't yeah. stop till about november december so it's road construction season so gotcha. uh anybody from Fort Wayne who drives around on a daily basis will <laughs> feel your pain because actually getting to the office today took me an extra 10 minutes yeah. because the street was closed that wasn't closed yesterday. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> a little bit of an adjustment. To be <laughs> now, spe- uh, speaking of driving, you played in England, right? I did. And yeah. so driving on the other side of the road must yeah. have been a bit of an adjustment. Yeah, that was, uh, that was different. It's, uh, I don't even know how to explain it, really. You, you you can try to comprehend it, but you don't understand it until you get over there because everything is just – it's backwards. <laughs> and the first day I got there, I got this little Toyota, and it was a stick shift. So imagine driving in America, and you're always, you know, right, right hand on your stick. Well, now you got to shift with your <laughs> left hand, and then it's the backwards because it's one, two, three, four, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that was tough. <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't have stop signs. No stop signs are the double dashes on the yeah. on the ground. So you have to look, you know, when you're driving, if there's not a light, then you got to look at the dashes on the ground. So the first day, I think I blew through at least six or seven of those because I didn't see a stop sign. Uh, yeah, it was it was a little bit of a. That's when you just take public transportation, right? Yeah, I did for a while, and then I, then I stopped driving. I just walked to the rink because we were only probably half a mile from the arena. And traffic there, everything's roundabouts and stuff like that, and I didn't even want to touch it. I, I'm going to walk. Take the <laughs> now, is that a reason why you came back? Because you went over there. You wouldn't play there very long. Yeah. Um, you know – Part of it was I was trying to force Tulsa to trade me. Obviously, that didn't work. And then it just kind of came down to the fact where I went over there. I got injured right away. And then when I came back, it almost seemed like where I was supposed to fit in on the team was already, you know, taken from me. And it, the coach and I didn't really see eye to eye on it. And I just had to. I had to take the chance. I was like, I'm not happy here. Um, You guys did everything I asked for, but I just, I can't do this anymore. So I had to come home. It was, it was a tough decision. It wasn't easy. I, 
Um, I wish it could have worked out, but I mean, in the long run, when I look back at it, probably the best thing that ever happened to me. I came back and went to Tulsa and I mean, if that wouldn't have happened, I wouldn't be sitting here with you guys sure. right now. So it was mixed feelings about it. Yeah. But like anything in life, everything happens for a reason. So that's kind of how I put it for myself. Yeah. Just water under the bridge and just look back at it as a good life experience. And I was capable of being there with, you know, one of my best friends, Kevin Gibson. So that was kind of cool. We did some traveling and saw some really cool stuff that, you know, maybe we would have never seen. So what was your first thought when you found out you're coming to Fort Wayne? I was pretty happy. <laughs> you weren't going back to Elmira. <laughs> no, no. I, uh, I heard good things about Fort Wayne. And when, I mean, whenever we came and played here, I was like, this is, this is a cool, cool place to be. And, uh, yeah, it just, I don't know. It was, it, it didn't seem like it was going to happen because all summer I was waiting for something from Tulsa. Like, yeah. Hey, we're going to trade you. We're thinking about it. And I hadn't heard anything. So I went back to school. I, uh, I got my uh, license for building custom homes and residential building and general contracting. So I was focused on that. And then, you know, a month left in summer, I'm sitting here going, okay, like, do I call Tulsa? Like, are they going to do anything with me? Hadn't heard anything. And at that point, I was already establishing myself as, you know, a builder and i started my own business and i started making you know good money i had a lot of clients calling in on me to you know give them estimates and stuff and then literally you know two weeks before anything happened i get a call from gary and he's like yeah we're gonna trade for you and i was like wow well <laughs> that kind of changes everything no so yeah it was, that's it was gonna cool. be difficult because you almost made that transition you already almost had your mind made up okay this is we're, we're going to, to the real world, if you will, but yeah. then the hockey thing comes back up and you jump at it. Yeah. And I mean, it was, I had a, a list of teams where I wanted to go. Like the bottom line is I needed to be closer to home. The closest was Toledo, but I mean, it's to the point where Toledo, Fort Wayne, Kalamazoo, like those are all doable distances. Yeah. And to be honest, if it was between Toledo and Fort Wayne, I'm probably going to pick Fort Wayne nine times out of 10 anyways. Like they're just, it's, there's things about Toledo that are, you know, really nice. And there's things that aren't really nice. And right now, like the way I looking at everything is like Fort Wayne is more with the guys that are on the team. Like that's huge to me, like having that family aspect. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, I think it comes down not only from Gary, but like Shazzy, you know, he has a family. Th this team is family oriented. And I think there's a lack of that in other teams, like your teams like Toledo and Kalamazoo and stuff like that. So I think having this opportunity to be here, that's, I mean, that's number one for me. Like I'm, I'm an older guy, so <laughs> I don't, I don't need to be surrounded by right. a bunch of young guys. I want to, you know, have that, you know, family approach. Yeah. So I think that's what's the biggest difference being here. And you've got that, that – you're kind of the in-between age. You're almost 30, right? Yeah, yeah, so you're, 29. You're 29, almost 30. So, yeah. you know, you're getting to that, that age where I just want to relax and sit down. I don't want to go do anything else. Exactly. But you have these 21-year-olds who want to go out and do stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, it's true. There's – as I'm getting older, there's things that I can tell. I look back at it and I'm just like, I have no passion <laughs> to do that. I'd rather just, you know, take care of myself and relax and – enjoy the little things a little bit more so 
Yeah, it's all about growing up, right? That's right. <laughs> uh, okay, let, let's go back to, to the building. Con- contractor, building yeah. houses. What, how did that come about? Just something I started doing in my off-seasons. Uh, I got lined up with a retired builder who lives uh, in the Fenton area back home. And he was building a custom home for one of my dad's buddies. And it was, you know, right down the road from where I'm at. And he just called me one day. He's like, hey, like, I'm building this house by myself. And I was just kind of like, what? You don't have a crew? And he's like, no. And he's like, you want to help me? I'll pay you under the table. And I was like, sure, why not? And he's just old school guy. Didn't talk to me for like three weeks. Didn't, not a word. Just told me what to do. And I was like his grunt. Yeah and it just turned into an awesome relationship like after a couple months of working with him he's you know started respecting me and talking to me and he gave me the ability to not only like learn the trade but he was asking for my opinion or like if he couldn't do something then it was you know it was almost like he was relying on me to do stuff as a younger you know builder and just talking to him more and you know after three years of working with him in the summers it just kind of clicked with me because i you know i built a house from the ground up with the with the guy and i have my business degree and i enjoy working outside there's nothing better than going outside in the morning hearing the birds chirping and you know you get to swing a hammer and if you want to yell you can yell (laughs) if you want to shoot something you can shoot something And, uh, I don't know. I just kind of found a passion for it. And then, you know, I started doing side jobs, like whether it was a kitchen remodel, a bathroom remodel, any kind of demo, you know, decks were a huge moneymaker for me. And it just kind of exploded. Like people around the lake caught on, uh, my family's been out there for you know almost a hundred years. So we're really well known and it was f- one phone call, then the next yeah. phone call. And then it just kind of went crazy so I think it just kind of landed in my lap to be honest and going back to school and getting that license and getting registered with the state of Michigan just kind of solidified that this was something that I was going to be able to make as you know my baby like it was my business so it's kind of crazy so I would have never thought about it really it's, no? so what it is your dad was not uh, in that business or was he you know my dad's brothers were uh my dad went to school. He's an engineer. My uncles, they went more that route, the trade school yeah. and stuff like that. And, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just kind of found a passion for it. I'm very detail-oriented. Like, I'm a freak with stuff. And I like things to be clean and neat. And I'm a little bit of a perfectionist with stuff, which is good in the building areas. Right. But sometimes when it comes to, like, rough framing and stuff – I, I'm a little bit too much, but I'm getting better at it. <laughs> but that's, I mean, that's the number one thing that I think has made me successful in that is my detail. Like there's stuff that I'll go do for, you know, some, a homeowner and they expect it to be done one way. And then I do it my way. And they're like, wow, I would, I didn't even Never think, think about like that. Yeah. And I'm just like, this is the right way. This isn't because there's a lot of people out there that build stuff but they just build it they don't do it the right way they build it the way that it's like okay well i could do it this way or i could do it that way and then they bring in the costs right and i just don't look at it like that i look at it as if i'm in your house and i'm doing a remodel or i'm doing something or if i'm building you anything 
I'm going to build it the way that I want, I want it built. So I think that's the biggest thing. And when it comes to the details, that's kind of why I'm, I'm getting successful with it. So it's, it's cool. It's one of those things where I'm kind of making a name for myself and yeah, it's going to be, I want it to be family too. Like eventually when my dad retires, I want him to be part of yeah. my business and just kind of got the whole, we call it ladder homes. So catchy. Yeah. It's one of those things where <laughs> it took me a while, a couple laps around the lake. I was sitting there on the pontoon. I'm like, what can I call this? And I was like, ladder homes. That's, I mean, writes itself. Hashtag ladder homes. <laughs> I can't beat that. So. so Garrett Ladd will be taking orders for decks, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, for you comment fans. Yeah, pretty, yeah. pretty good at that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I need one. I got to say, I, I priced him out this summer. So I decided to get the fence first yeah. and then I'm going to probably get a, a deck or a patio coming up next yeah. spring. So they're, uh, there are definitely a lot of people out there that that's kind of the other thing that I would I would love to do is not only be someone that can come in and like build a deck but if the homeowner is interested in like learning yeah like I think that's cool because I look at what the gentleman did for me he he not only like gave me a job but he taught me and the best way to be taught something is you know to do it yeah like you can read a book and read how to build a deck all day but until you actually do it hands-on like that's kind of the thing i would really like to do is maybe have a business side that's like okay i'll come in and build you a deck but at the same time like i'm gonna hire you as a homeowner to be part of this kind of like what they do on tv like i think that's really cool oh that's not a bad deal but uh, i might have to do some business this summer yeah (laughs) yeah it's see i'm someone who i I, like you said i love working outdoors but i am not a delicate touch kind of a guy if you need something that needs destroyed demolished i'm your guy but something that needs delicate patience uh, yeah. no i'm out yeah there's a little bit of there's a little bit of fine tuning when it comes to <laughs> you know making sure the cuts are right, right and all that stuff but i tell you what there's nothing more rewarding than if it's a brand new build home you get like you get the deck down and you start throwing up walls and you turn around after a hard day of work and you look back and you're like, I just built that. There's no better right, feeling. Right. Having a deck where you, there's nothing there. You do all the lines and you get everything lined up. You drill the holes, you put the posts in and box it in, deck it. And then you're sitting there four or five days later and you're like, I did this. It's there's, almost like arts. Oh, there's yeah. no better feeling. I love it. <laughs> now, does that detail come into to hockey at all? Were you, were you, were you like that? You know, yep. Do, I'm an absolute freak about that stuff. I don't know what it is, and it's it's getting worse as I get older. Yeah, I was just gonna say. Now, would that annoy one of your teammates? <laughs> no, I I don't I don't do it to uh, I don't do it to aspect of annoying my teammates or stuff. But like, there's certain things that I can control in uh, the hockey world. Like when it comes to you know keeping my stall neat or yeah. you know certain things with my sticks. Like everything's got to be done the certain way. I'm sure nobody's noticed this yet, but I'd never let my laces cross, like get yeah. twisted. <laughs> they will always lay fat, like perfect. Now, are flat. you, are you superstitious or is that just mm. the way you are? I don't know if I'm superstitious, maybe a little bit, yeah. but when it comes to those like fine details, yeah. like I, I'm, I'm huge into like, you got to look good, like <laughs> no matter what, or you got to do it the right way. So that's kind of, 
that's how I do it with the hockey stuff. Like I have to tape my stick a certain way. Yeah. Nobody else tapes their stick the way that I do. And I won't let anyone t- touch my stick. I was just going to ask. No, <laughs> I don't like it. Not one bit. But yeah, it's just kind of, I don't know. I'm just really detailed with that kind of stuff. Cause I, I truly believe that those things, I mean, those are the most important things in, you know, success. Like if you don't do those little detail things, there's, that's room for something bad to happen or not go the right way. So that's the way I kind of look at things in hockey. And that's the way I look at things with, you know, building. There you go. Life advice from yeah. Garrett Ladd. I think yeah. we'll, we'll close it right there. Yeah, sounds well, good. Thanks a lot, my man, for coming in. No and uh, we look forward, it. we look forward to, to having you here in Fort Wayne a long time. Appreciate it. Sounds good. Thanks. Boy, that Garrett Ladd, he's a good egg, isn't he? This guy's a smart guy. He's got it all figured out, getting married. He's got his own business. And I learned that I shouldn't be doing my own deck in my backyard. So Garrett Ladd and I might have to partner up at the end of the season because my backyard is in desperate need of a makeover. So this weekend, we've got two big uh, games at home. Hopefully, Garrett Ladd will be back in the lineup. It is Military Appreciation Weekend. We have got some pretty cool jerseys. Maybe they are my favorite. My favorite, especially jerseys of all time. You'll see them next weekend when uh, we play Kalamazoo and Indianapolis. So get your tickets for the weekend, Military Appreciation Weekend. And uh, this is going to be the last time you can see the Comets until Thanksgiving. Big road trip. we got five straight games on the road after this coming weekend, so get your tickets. That'll wrap up this show. I want to thank everybody for listening. Another episode next Tuesday. You have been listening to the Combat Ops Arena Comets podcast, and I've been your host, Shane Alberani. We'll see you at the rink.